Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. other carol and the woman who looks like cousin oliver from the pretty bunch (laughs) (laughs) yo it's a special episode of reality gaze slash poodle's corner (laughs) slash confessions (laughs) sa dis-moi dis-moi there's always that there's always that long saxophone too it's like wow and it gets dirtier and dirtier oh i remember those days uh y'all with with me is a special guest uh, uh i'm so excited about this from blighty day fiance michelle is here to talk about this Seeking Sister Wife. She is the Seeking Sister Wife finale. She is an aficionado of the show. And Thank a you super so fan. much. A I'm a super fan. Thank you so mm. much. I I am delighted to be here. Uh, I couldn't be more excited. As I as I announced on Twitter earlier, you and I, Poodle, are taking a step that we never thought we would take. We are committing <laughs> to recapping this finale. We are committing to one another to recap this finale in kind of this was an like Leah Michelle and funny girl. This was inevitable. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't, there wasn't a choice for me to talk about this show. Uh, I've, I've been watching this. I've been watching this mess since season one and last season came close to being cringe. Like that kind of cringe where your teeth hurt. Um, but this season had a special sauce to it that I could not stop watching. It was a special kind of television, and it and it completely ensnared so many of our regular viewers in its in its reach. 
Yes, it was absolutely unexpected. I think uh, <laughs> quite a few of us uh, binged Seeking Sister Wife the earlier seasons right. uh, or series, as we call them here in the UK, um, during the pandemic. I came into it a lot later. I did not think that I was going to like it. And as you say, like so many yeah. others, I was I was drawn to it inexplicably. I would wake in the night uh, <laughs> having fever dreams about where Roberta could be. Yes! <laughs> Boy, what, what, th- who, who, what is Roberta? Who is Roberta? What is a Roberta? Like, who is this person? That's what I'm left with. Could we have missed her mystique or glamour mystique uh, for, for this, for this long now? And she completed this con. I'm so proud of her. (laughs) I am too. That's the thing. I could not be happier for her. And I say that even as I watched a woman, and and I'm going to get dark for a second. I have seen parents bury their child, and they were not this emotional. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And it was, this was in front of her son, her yeah, son. That's, no, the princes. The princes. The princes. What about the princes? Can I ask a question? Sure. Why is one of the princes named Jeremiah, but it's spelled with a G and it's I, not pronounced Jeremiah? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've called him Jeremiah ever okay. when it started. Yeah, don't don't worry. That did not escape my attention. It has bothered me from moment one because that is not, that is not how we spell uh, hard G's in in uh, or, or a soft G in this country. Uh, it's just not what we do. It would be Jeremiah. It would right. be Jeremiah because by and that if I met logic, him, I would not I would not call him Jeremiah because that's just not right. Well, then you'd have to call Garrick Jarek. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that fits better. Jarek. I think it does too. I think it does too. But man, I, I, I kid you not. When I'm thinking back on it and reflecting, as I have done for the past, however long it's been since it's aired, I have thought back to those moments with Roberta and her mother. Yes, and I'm like, was there a Chinatown moment there? Was there a, she's my sister, slap, she's my daughter, slap, she's my sister, slap, she's my daughter. I think they're in cahoots, right? Oh, totally in cahoots. And what happened right after she sent the text message to Garrick, she put on sunglasses and got in a car and so did her mother. And it was like a moment from the last seduction, the Linda Fiorentino movie where the the trumpet goes and they get in the car and she's like well mom it's off to more marks now and i'm like what's your disease this time mom bad leg diabetes lung cancer you can play anything <laughs> and we can always count on god to drive you there <laughs> that, okay that- this whole shit, when she said, 
well, you know, God's God's probably trying to make us realize that everybody makes mistakes. And I picked, I expected God to go, don't bring me into this, bitch. That <laughs> You're is an one, idiot. Right? That is one thing among many, many things that I can't get my head around. I I half expect God to jump out, you know, as Danielle is going, and God died on the cross for our sins, and he goes, doesn't no, make No, 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 honey. Keep, your, <laughs> keep my name out of your mouth, okay? God doesn't make mistakes, and yet, could it possibly be that God doesn't want you to do this? <laughs> could this... Could any of this be a sign that this isn't the right lifestyle for you? Is it possible that you're insignificant and nothing that you do God cares about? Maybe that's another option. <laughs> See, that would... That would be pushing too hard. But that would induce the full body heaves that she had Racking, when she was heaving, crying. sobs. Yeah. So question for you the was that moment that was filmed that looks like it was filmed on a nokia flip phone uh at the very beginning uh if if any of you by the way don't watch this show seeking sister wife first of all you're doing it wrong uh of this season on tlc but you should know that uh, just just a little bit of backstory here uh, Garrick and Big Wife, aka Danielle, not not uh, cousin Oliver Danielle or Danielle, who's twenty two from the Davis family. Uh, they 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 have been courting Bert for three and a half years. Uh, she they slept they when they went to Mexico to meet her. Bert is Brazilian, and when they met her in Mexico, uh, Garrick and Bert made the beast with two backs uh, in the. <laughs> In the room, right adjoining with Big Wife. She was not too happy about this. But Bert, con woman as supreme as she is, always made Danielle feel better. Boy, what a what an artist. I kind of appreciate her now. Oh, I she is at the top <laughs> of my con artist pantheon. She has knocked I I mean I I will disclose this and and I'm fine with people knowing what a terrible person I am, but I am fascinated particularly by female con artists and oh, I root for all of them, every single one of them, especially the ones that have uh, lifetime movies made about their uh, lives, especially Shante the ones Kimes? that have- Yes. Like Sante Kimes. Is it Sante? Yep. I believe Sante Kimes, like the yeah. little thing called murder that, Ju- that Judy Davis did. Oh, with her, with her oh, son, husband. That woman. That <laughs> I would love to meet that woman and tell her good job. I think she's might be dead, but um, or she's in jail. <laughs> yeah, they always. End I think up, she was caught. Uh, yeah, she was. She was. Um, I also have a soft spot for. Um, of course, I can't remember her name now. The one that Gina Gershon played who was like the southern oh, bell what was her name i feel so she had bad a, she had a lifetime movie too yes and she had another very memorable name that of course i can't remember but she married for those of you who aren't familiar uh, or who were normal <laughs> and didn't watch lifetime movies <laughs> throughout your teenage as a fundamental years. part of your growing up <laughs> exactly um this <laughs> 
<laughs> this gal married a younger gentleman, uh, convinced him to kill his parents. Um, yes. Which she also uh, partook in. I won't, I won't spoil it because there's a lot of uh, gruesome details. But uh, she got away with it for a long oh. time. Uh, but Good yeah, on we- you. We love those characters, and Roberta has knocked each and every one of them off the top of the evil genius pyramid for me. <laughs> the this kind of this like I believe in God, I love you as my sister, and even how she would look at her and hold her hand because we all believed it. We all believed that Bert was, and y'all, she put on those Linda Fiorentino sunglasses at the end. And with, with her mother, and then went, they just went to Wendy's after and had they a sure frosty. <laughs> Cut their hair in the gas station bathroom. Never looked back. That's a dream. <laughs> if, I, if, I, if I ever did a crime, uh, like a horrible thing, and I need to change my appearance, I would be, I'd be dying my hair in the gas station bathroom, Scott Peterson style, and just... <laughs> You guys, and, but you- <laughs> Scott Peterson's a piece of shit. But I, for some reason, I think that women, women who commit crimes, uh, I, I like. I would say, if if I could have, I would have went to law school, but exclusively only to defended women who murdered their husbands, because I would say they must have done something. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Especially the ones who were slowly poisoned. Mm. God, poisoning. <laughs> What what a what a brutal what a brutal way to murder someone. Ugh. Yeah, like but it's that, patient. It's very again, patient. Again referencing lifetime, but do you remember that one? Her okay, Anne Marie Hilly was the one that Ju- Judith Light played. And do you remember yes! at the end? Oh, that was a great one. Yes, that that is such a good film, you guys. And she shows up at the end <laughs> disguised as her own twin sister oh. who isn't real oh. that she made up. And she has this like you guys can't see it of course, but she has this complete vacant stare and she like slams her hand on the window and there's thunder and lightning coming down. And then the, the end titles, the end credits say, no one knows what happened to her during the five days she spent in the woods. Exactly. No, it, that, that's a classic in the genre. Oh, all of, all of the Judith Light performances are just spectacular. Um, we, I appreciate it. I, I'm, I don't want to move on, but I actually, for the first time when I'm saying, telling Maddie, a, and he's talking talk to me a story about the Circle K and Ardmore, um, I say we need to move on, but just a little bit of, of, of recap of plot. She sent, uh, Bert sent them a text, a dear John text, if you will. <laughs> and, uh, she says, and we do see a uh, big wife racked with sobs, uh, which honestly to me, I, I can see this as two different things. I could see this as a recreation of something that happened or Garrick, when she starts going to the Garrick, oh, mouth agape, blinking, staring, <laughs> needs his phone to grab it because someone's having an emotional experience. Now, what I did not see from her in this moment is a single tear. We saw that later. 
But maybe when you're so racked with guttural sobs, like you're keening, like, like some type of animal that's just lost its child. Uh, maybe yep. there, maybe there are no tears. Uh, Greek widow. Yeah. Very Medea. Yeah. Last act of Medea. Yeah. Yeah. This was pure. Well, another thing that I noticed, not only were there no tears at that point, and it might be because she had read the message over and over and over until yes. it lost any meaning. That I, I, I could see that. But I understood that Roberta sent a message to Garrick as well. That was the first message was, I can't see you again. Oh, did they actually and say that? I must have missed that. The first message was, I'm not coming to Garrick. And it was just that. Because he was and completely unemotional. What's weird is this is someone who has cried little boy tears, who I, I, I said... I drink all of them because it's all ridiculous. <laughs> I drink all of your beta male tears. <laughs> I was literally watching. I, I was ready to be like, may your joy turn to ashes in your mouth, Garrick. But yes! I, he didn't cry. No, he didn't. And that was we, I think, I think his, I think the whole time He's becoming, trying to become this like sensitive open wound. And then all of a sudden when he realizes he's been flimflammed, it turns into like full on misogyny. She's just another slut who wouldn't, who, who, because y'all underneath the background of all, with the exception of the Davises, weirdly, they are the bright spots of this season. And I can't believe it. Uh, Who would have thought? I, I and and there is a most of the time there's a there's a horrible undercurrent of misogyny in polygamy, and and you can see him say, "Well, how could we have been deceived? A woman's charm. She charmed us. She she we she she with her feminine wiles, but with her Brazilian wiles, <laughs> she beguiled. It's us like I was all. a carnival, <laughs> <laughs> and." And there's this weird, this, you're right. The weirdest thing is when he, who has literally wept like a caroler seeing Christmas Miracle for the first time. <laughs> With that, as I always say when I talk about him, open mouth, blink, blink, stare. That is exactly when he's looking at her saying something. There's just those eyes. Uh, I also thought about this. Do you think when Garrett gets really close to you that he makes these little sounds? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think there has to be little sounds. <laughs> I, th- I hadn't thought about it before, but I actually wrote down everything he said because... I I really wanted to see if there were any clues at all into his how he was processing this. And he said yeah. he said obviously she just doesn't love. And the mm-hmm. other thing I wrote was that 
the when he's having that conversation with Danielle when she's moving her red glitter David Bowie boots back into the yes uh, <laughs> back into the main bedroom where they belong, um, he kept he kept going uh huh hurt uh huh sad yes uh huh hurt sad <laughs> and I yeah so I think he does I think he does make little noises. Uh-huh. Um, um, <laughs> oh. I think he yeah, does if, there, if there's <laughs> I I just I saw it I saw it start I there's just there was just there's something sometimes I see about some people I'm like I bet when they're either intimate or they're really close to you they're just like and it's just so creepy. I just I I I find him to be, I've said this before. I've been on record. This is kind of like Rick Astley fucked a Hummel figurine and a Christmas Caroler. <laughs> it's in the middle of something. the 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 slack jawed, circular mouth, the blinking eyes. It's all. It's all too. It's it's way Happy Valley, and it's awful. He he, he truly is one of the one of the most hated. The, one of the, one of the men I've hated most that I've ever seen on my television. He, same. I feel exactly the same way. I also think, and I've said this about um, a, a Bravo cast member who we don't have to talk about, but I think Garrick permanently has a yeast infection. He has like those little <laughs> tiny dots on the tip of his penis. Just right there. I think he's got... Uh, I think it is a what do you, what do you call it like a feeding the rope scenario? Uh, rope pull, pushing the rope, lot pushing of, the lot rope. Of rope pushing. Yeah, I think yeah. there's there's that, and I think uh, I, I think it's thin. Um, mm. I it also is think, thin, right? I, you can tell I I'm so unattracted to him. I have never thought about <laughs> his penis. I swear to God, until you just mentioned it, I just went wait. I've never thought about Garrick's penis ever. <laughs> Is it Y'all, bad that that's I have? Huge, but it's not. <laughs> no, it is it thin. Really... It is thin. Oh you my god, what? it's thin. It's it's a little bit longer than you would expect, but it that's is pointless. unfortunately yes. Yeah, it's Ugh. pointless. It's always got a mild uh, case of of candida or candiditis, yeah. um, and as sadly as a result they pass it back and forth because he won't do anything about it. So, so true. I, I think, uh, I think that was what one thing that put Roberta off and another, I am thoroughly convinced that this man's breath always stinks. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> sour milk. Yes. It's exactly. a, it's a little, it's a little sour milky with like, hints of onion um yeah no no it's it's the it's the there's something about the open mouth too you can almost see a color of the air going in and out of (laughs) (laughs) it's so awful i i i one of the things about this show that it has that it gave us is y'all there's the hate for garrick or as he's referred to as in most of writing about him Ick. Uh, yes. 
is so the, is voluminous, the internet hate. And it's well-deserved. Yeah. It's it's so well-deserved, and that's why I don't mind talking about his itchy pencil dick and his sour milk <laughs> breath, because you know he's an adult who drinks a full glass of milk at dinner. 100%. Because <laughs> y'all know I'm freaked out by adults who drink milk at dinner. I am too. Uh, I'm, I understand milk substitutes. Do whatever you want. Full glass of cow's milk at dinner. I'm like, are you going to work in the fields the next day? It is, it is, and there, there are plenty of people who do that, but there's just something about it. Did you buy and did you buy the dairy board's uh, <laughs> suggestions so much so that you cannot get out of them in adulthood? <laughs> Remember that time where celebrities had milk mustaches and that was a thing? <laughs> That was a thing, and now we can go back to all the male celebrities uh, and have different thoughts about them. I'm in favor of them bringing that campaign back. If Harry <laughs> Styles wants to do a milk mustache campaign, I will be all over that. I would, and, I and then he could spit on me like he spit on Chris Pine. Oh. Y'all, <laughs> I brought it up in the podcast yesterday, but... I don't care if he didn't spit on Chris Pine. I don't care. I just need to picture them on set having their little jokes, their little private jokes, their little shenanigans. Because, and he just grabs on. At one point, Harry Styles just grabs onto Chris Pine's long hair and goes, I like it, mate. Looks good on you. And then Chris Pine's like, Thank you, baby. That's how they talk to one another in my dreams. It never that gets is. sexual in my dreams, strangely. It just gets extremely flirty and romantic. <laughs> you, because you know that Harry Styles doesn't wear underwear. He's one of those actors. Oh, 100%. You 100%. Have to force is, him to wear he has underwear. Never worn underwear. <laughs> nope. Never. Not even. That's on his rider wherever he goes. You can see it all the time. <laughs> And I am you into can see, that. It is, his dick is a millimeter of fabric away from you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to excuse myself to an interior room after this. You and me anyway, both. Anyway, the verdict is in. He spit on him. And even if he didn't, he spit on him in my heart. And I'm, that's, that's all I need to know. I don't need people arguing with me. I don't need people telling me blah, blah, blah. It's, it's absurd. We, and we, I will, we say this judgment for the plaintiff, Your Honor. <laughs> and I will add to that something else controversial. And don't you dare post photos from your wedding and argue with me because <laughs> Harry Styles is the only man under 50 years old who can wear a double breasted suit jacket and not look like an idiot. Agree. I will die it's on a terrible this look for most men. It's a terrible yep. look for most men. If you want to date, if you want to marry Gordon Gecko, that's, you know, that's your problem. You need to process that. <laughs> and speaking I love of that fashion. Your references are like mine, at least 35 years old. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> like uh, me, me trying to, what did I, God, what, what I, I made, uh, I made a Ross Perot reference uh, a couple of weeks ago and some, and some bitch on our, on our Patreon is like, I wasn't even born yet. And I was like, fuck you. That is you. So what if you're not born yet? You can read a book. You can read a book and get my references, bitch. 
Yeah, you can learn about things that happened before your time. And if you're going to act like that, young lady, I don't want to hear a Kate Bush lyric coming out of your mouth. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay, because everyone discovering Kate Bush. This is just an old person rant. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I got into Kate Bush when some guy I was trying to have had a crush on and trying to date told me that she was the best thing ever. And I obsessed over her because I thought he would like me. This is how I know that we're soul sisters, because you and I have (laughs) had parallel like love lives and we understand each other on a very very deep and primal level no it's true it's true it's very true uh is there anything more so we've talked about just some more garrick and roberta stuff uh i i need to i said i did write down i feel like garrick makes these little sounds yes i i just i i really do believe that um and and then the one thing there's like, and then Danielle kind of says, this doesn't give you doubts along the way. This doesn't give you doubts. And I'm halfway in the mind that she's drank the Kool-Aid because this is becoming just kink now. This is him wanting to fuck other people and her becoming the suffering wife. And a little I, bit of cuck fantasy. I think that she got uh, immense pleasure from torturing Roberta when Leah was still in the picture before it backfired spectacularly. I mean, talk about being hoisted by your own petard. Petard, yeah. Petard, yeah. Petard, yeah. yeah. I mean, that is a... That was a turnaround, a twist that no one expected. Um... No, that's why this season has been so, so good. And I, it, I, I want to ask you about this before we, uh, before we just go on to a little bit. Besides the fact that we'll talk about a little bit about the money, how much that money they gave them. Uh, but this season, more than the others, hit it out of the park with casting. Because to me, it's a level of cringe that's not like Snowden cringe, which... We're, because I have a theory about cringe and why we like it, but we, we're, we're okay with cringe as long as we think the people are safe. And, right. and we did not think that any of those women were safe with the Snowdens. And no. I think that's why, so when the news came out that basically both of them had been basically charged, or there's a lawsuit against both of them, we all went, yeah, I could totally see that. We all had those vibes. And but so, but this gave us, this season gave us cringe, but everyone felt a little safe. Uh, and, and everyone was much more clowny. And that's why I think this season took off. I'm just grateful that they didn't do um, Carol 2's pregnancy reveal until until much further on um, right. in the season because they didn't do that in the beginning. I agree with you completely. There was not there was not a single person whose welfare I I feared for deep in my heart. Like with uh, and I'm right. I'm using Cara Berry's 
brilliant references here, but like with Squeaky and Guyliner, for example. Um, Tasha and Sidian, yeah. Sidian. Tasha, Tasha is driving that entire uh, relationship. She is. She's in charge. Uh, yeah. Nothing gets past her and everything is done. You know, he asks her permission for absolutely everything. And I think that when Ariel, 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 yeah, joins the family, I think that that dynamic is definitely going to stay in place. I think Tasha gives me um, what Mary from Sister Wives' original recipe uh, must yes. have been like when she was a lot younger, before Robin came along. And before the lesbian biker trend that she's <laughs> she's rocking on the um, on the promo for the new season, y'all, she's gone full Danny Zuko, and I'm here for it. I'm here. I still say she just needs to find a nice, lovely female golfer, and it'll be it for her. I I couldn't agree with you more. The minute she gets the, yeah. the thing that is missing from Mary's life is volunteer work. And the minute she mm-hmm. volunteers uh at a no-kill shelter, she will find <laughs> the one. <laughs> Mark my words. You're right. <laughs> and they'll raise huskies. Exactly. Yeah. And she'll be where she's It'll... meant to be. But it's going to totally be a no-kill shelter. It is totally <laughs> going to be. Um, no, because but- I was thinking, I was, I was thinking some other charity, and then you said, "Yeah, it's it's a shelter." Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's it's I, all. I kinds. really, I want that for her. I want that for her too, and I want her entire world open to books that she needs to read, uh, lecture series that she needs to listen to. I cannot wait for her third act, and I. But I also know deep down in my heart that a lot like uh, Danielle Merrifield, that part of Mary's entire driving force that keeps her out of the depths of, uh, I'm just going to call it, sorry, trigger warning, suicidal depression, uh, is knowing that she is on Cody's neck for the rest of his life. She has her sensible ankle she'll, boot. And she'll never leave him. And she will never leave that situation. <laughs> Not in a million years. Because, <laughs> most, because he owes her. And if he would be nothing without Mary. He has that's no backbone right. as a person. That's absolutely yeah. right. It's, it's, it is, that's why Cody Brown is... The way he plays the camera kind of makes me sick, but I don't, I don't, I, 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 I hate Cody Brown, but I don't hate him like the way I hate some people because he's a joke. I, I, I laugh at him and the, cause the women, every single woman on that show, he thinks he's the star of that show, but every single woman on that show shines brightly, not, not Janelle sometimes <laughs> she's just, sure. she's got a big, lovely face. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but Robin is evil and she still shines. She is, she's, she's pure evil. Um, because y'all Robin know, my, my hate for Robin Brown, 
My hate for Robin Brown eclipses most other people. <laughs> Robin Brown is shining bright now, but I cannot look at her face without hearing Mary go, I had a dream. <laughs> I dreamed it for you, Cody. Yes. <laughs> I would love that. And Christine is the queen of all. And I am, I, 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 if Christine did a lecture series where she just talked about her life, I would follow her like a fucking groupie Ugh, because me too. I'm obsessed with her. If she, weirdly, Chris- weirdly, when I started watching the series, I was obsessed with her. She was the one who, every time she would say something, it would have this sense of cogentness that no one else was saying in an argument. She Ugh. was the basement wife. She was, and look where she is now. It's it's an ascension that we, I mean, and I came into that show very, very late. I've only watched, me, me too. you know, the last the last season and a few bits and pieces before it um, highlights, but God, that Ascension has been such a joy to watch such a joy. So uh, let's, even though we're going to talk about <laughs> sister wives, um, last thing I want to say about uh, uh, big wife and Garrick, they did give her $9,800. And then the check cleared. <laughs> and then she taxes it in! <gasps> Y'all, you can't script something like that. Oh my God, my eye screamed! Right? And, <gasps> and one of them, and I think this was when her family was over. I wish I had written down who said it. But someone said, it sounded legit. <laughs> no, that was fucking Garrick. Oh, was it Garrick? It sounded legit. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, they sent her... Did you notice... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, they... I said... I just said that uh, I was going to talk about his, his her sister-in-law and the, the brother shows up. And I'm glad they showed up having spent some time sleeping in the woods uh, with the <laughs> sister-in-law's hair. <laughs> well, maybe her... she rolled out of bed. I don't know. No, I can it was tell very you Nell Tay in the wind. She Tay in the wind. She <laughs> bit her tongue so hard that it fried her hair. That's what <laughs> happened because. She was so desperate to say, I fucking told you so. Right. I told you this was a terrible idea. And now and the, now we're sitting here in the house that tax evasion built. <laughs> yes. With your with your two main bedrooms. Stop calling them master bedrooms, you guys. Nope. D- the two main bedrooms. Although Garrett would Ter- have it. Stop yeah. doing it. We got to get out of that habit and we can do it together and we can be a force yep. for good. But they are in that Main house. bedroom. It's so easy. Yep. In that house, she got the news. She bit her tongue so hard it curled her hair. Cause the, and, it's and really the only option. They sent her uh, way more money than that. I want to see those Western <laughs> Union receipts. They maybe sent her that per month. 
Yeah. But I, that was I not a one-off transfer. I think they sent her a lot of money. They sent her lots and lots of money. Yeah. She had an allowance for sure. Oh. And and now she is on a catamaran somewhere in a Lisa Rinna wig <laughs> and big old glasses with her mother <laughs> who has dyed her hair red. Who doesn't She's have a limp from- anymore. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> and she's taken a lover, and so has her mother. <laughs> Slash Luigi. <sister. laughs> yes! Yes, that's it! You've sold it! Mother! <laughs> sister! Sister, <sighs> mother. Y'all. Or no, now she's y'all. going, Jose, another caparina, please. <laughs> In perfect English. <laughs> Because you guys, roll, go back, go back to those scenes. Roberta understands English, you oh, guys. Oh, she understands everything. She understands she, everything. Yep. I, I want to go and and if I could find her in Italy or wherever she is on a catamaran, I would say, <laughs> let me study with you. <laughs> Teach me together. We can defraud even more stupid couples. <laughs> you can be her son. That's a great idea, even though I'm older than her, probably. I, uh, yeah, but that's, the, that's how charming she is. She'll put you in a little sailor suit, and she'll say, what? <laughs> she'll say, I don't understand. What are you talking about? He is 16. He is only like, a boy. I'm like, hey, pops! <laughs> Daddy, I'm He's scared. 16. Can I sleep in your bed? <laughs> why, why does he have crow's feet? Oh my god! <laughs> All right, we're with that. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about the Davis wedding. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. Poodle, I gotta tell you, I think I just made one of the best investments for myself. Oh, thank God. You got rid of those braces and decided to sew your mouth completely shut. Perfect. No. The doctor just added four more months. I think he's trolling me at this point. No. See, now that I'm putting myself out there. No one wants to hear about your dating life. But you talk about yours all the time. Because mine is interesting. Well, I wanted to let you know that I took a page from your book and it worked. Ooh, you slept with her ex to make them jealous? No. (gasps) You pulled their credit report? What? Made a copy of their keys while they were sleeping? How are you not in jail? Deny, deny, deny. No, Poodle. I decided to get myself a pair of Me Undies great new underwear, which makes my um 
important parts look more junk forward. Junk forward? Wait, are you talking about the contoured pouch and ball caddy from MeUndies? Yes, the contoured pouch and ball caddy from MeUndies. I love the contoured pouch and ball caddy from MeUndies. There's no other way to date in this world. If you're not dating junk forward, you're doing it wrong. I think you're right. And you never told me that they're so comfortable. Well, usually I'm not wearing them that long. But yes, they are so soft, and the more you wash them, the softer they get. And they still keep you tucked and lifted in all the right places. When I wear them, I can barely keep men away from me. Oh, the way they stare. They look like burly, hungry cavemen searching for a nice meal after a long caveman day of nomadically crossing the tundra. To them, I'm like a piece of meat roasting over an open, smoky flame. Speaking of smoking, not only does my junk look great in me undies, but my butt looks hot. Okay, no one wants to hear your over-sexualized descriptions. Have some class. <sighs> Sissies, we've fallen in love with me undies, and you can too. They have a style for everyone. From all black classics to fun, expressive prints, me undies has a look for everyone. Plus, they come in sizes extra small to 4XL, guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody. And Me Undies isn't just about underwear. Explore the lounge collection featuring joggers, hoodies, onesies, and more. With unmatched comfort, Me Undies' signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater. It's breathable, stretchy, and oh so comfy, making it ideal for all day wear. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that care for their workers. And you know, Mother Poodle loves a return policy. Not happy with the first pair of Me Undies? It's on Me Undies. Cool. Sissies. Good things come in big packages at MeUndies. Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze. That's MeUndies.com slash RealityGaze for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies. Comfort from the outside in. To all our queens. To Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Oh my God, Poodle. I can't stop singing that song either. It's so catchy. So catchy. Sissies, we are obsessed with the Songfinch original song that we premiered at the Toronto Live Show. Songfinch lets you create an original radio quality song inspired by your own life and the people you love. It's completely unique, personal, and lasts forever. For example, we wanted to create a song dedicated to our Canadian listeners, some of which have waited four to five years to see us live. After the show, we had so many people tell us how special the song made them feel, and we are still getting DMs and comments about it. And the Songfinch songwriter was so clever, incorporating all our sissy references like Aunt Peggy's Lip, Elizabeth Smart, and even Keep Going Queens. Yes. Songfinch walks you through a simple process to create your original song. Just tell them who the song is for, what style of song you want, and then share some personal details about your relationship. Then an actual Songfinch musician of your choice will write, record, and produce your original song in just four to seven days. You can also choose unique add-ons to make the gift even more personalized, like a vinyl record of your song or a piece of one-of-a-kind art made from your lyrics. You can even add your song to Spotify. With more than 350,000 happy customers, Songfinch is proud to be called the number one custom music company in the world. Whether your song is for Mother's Day, Father's Day, an upcoming graduation or a wedding, or just to show a loved one how much you care, start your song now to lock in a top Songfinch artist. And for a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song to Spotify for free so you and the lucky person you gifted to can listen to it anywhere, anytime. Go to songfinch.com 
slash realitygaze and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, a $50 value. Again, our URL is songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Don't forget to share your song with us, too. songfinch.com slash realitygaze. Now, Gary, play us out with a little bit of our Songfinch original song to all our queens. Have hope and find your happy Hey, hey, our Canadian listeners We know you get tired of waiting Reality Gaze is coming to you So no more complaining To all our queens To Caitlin and The Canadian sissies Love yourself Never be ashamed. To all our queens, to Caitlin and the Canadian sissies. Love yourself, never be ashamed. Have hope and find your happy. Have hope, have hope. Keep going, queens. And we're back. Uh, talking about the Davis wedding. So, Michelle, if you had to choose one image from this wedding to kind of when when you're down or just even even when you just want to something you can't really figure out or just something that will stay with you what would that be it will be the image the wide shot when they panned out and you could see uh the families and you could see the altar (laughs) And they're dressed in their sort of almost like Grecian themed uh, yes. gowns. And all I could think was, this looks like a community theater production of Gospel at Kalanis, where they did not <laughs> yes! have enough people of color auditioning. <laughs> <laughs> that is niche. And I'm here for it. <laughs> because... If you don't know Gospel of Colonus, y'all, that is an entirely black cast. So they had to fill the three, because they didn't have enough women, so they just filled in with the two Carols and uh, Cousin Oliver. Yes, because I was half expecting, <laughs> and again, I know I'm going real niche here, guys, but look it up on YouTube. It's a phenomenal production. It was on PBS, I think, in 1980-something. Morgan Freeman was in it, Felicia Rashad. Yeah. Uh, just gorgeous, gorgeous production. Um, I half expected Nick's father to stand up and go, I'm so glad I'm here. There's hope for me in this prophecy. <laughs> Taking off his oxygen mask. Yeah. (laughs) That was honestly the the image that came into my head, and I'm gonna keep it. No, no, no. I (laughs) I think that's kind of exactly what it was. And uh it did feel like like they just didn't have enough uh uh people of color to audition. So they had to cast the 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 woman who normally handles costumes. Um, and the girl who's dating the lightboard guy. Yeah. And, and Jen is just in all of their shows anyway. And <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
at the at the event space that kind of looks like Ray Dunn meets I don't know like like a bad antique shop. I kept trying to figure out this event space called like Evolve or something like that. <laughs> they're always called Evolve. Um, oh, they're, they're so awful. There is always uh, a hostess who is dressed for our generation inappropriately for work. Like she dresses yeah. like Paige from Summer House, like in a in a matching always. Kinda, yeah. Um, they call them co-wards, I think. She never looks you in the eye. Uh, and when you ask about booking... Ne- never. Why would she? Exactly. And when you ask about booking uh, for an event and you say, oh, um, it's a baby shower, she'll look at you like you have three heads and go, mm-hmm. uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Ugh, another baby shower. Um, exactly. One of, I think for me, that moment is when they are backstage in their Grecian-inspired, similar but unique dresses, um, and they're holding hands. I said, they're conjuring something right now. And it was this moment where, like... I think in in any other three women, they could have like created an earthquake with the power they had, but these women holding hands actually created enough power to something they were hoping for, which was no wait at the Cheesecake Factory after. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like free... Southwestern egg rolls or something like that's what they really wanted. That cake was too small. You guys. I agree. Thank you. That was too small for how many people were there. Way too. Come on. It was very, it it was very, um, uh, very Evelyn and David's idea of only using the cake for the altar party. I, I didn't appreciate that. I didn't appreciate the um, the uh, anti-body positivity representations of the brides on uh, <laughs> on the cake. As they the cake were quite topper. thin. <laughs> they were they were very thin. Um, I am scared to death for that baby. I I cannot. <laughs> I don't. I can't even begin to think. I know that a lot of people, a lot of mothers co-sleep, right? Right. In the bed. Um, Is the baby going to (laughs) co-sleep with five adults in a 12-foot bed? And when Danielle gets married to another woman, yeah. Right. Which she's, yeah. But, you know, we, I, I... think that the Davises are not people who plan too far ahead. I think no. right now they're still enjoying uh backyard bacchanalia. Yes. Um yeah. realness. Yeah, backyard uh, bacchanalia realness. <laughs> yeah. That's a definite trend. I 2023 is... y'all it's all about bacchanalia realness. <laughs> it, um it, I just... if they're sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> 
No, go ahead. Um, I also want to I also want to talk about the the fashion and and we can go one by one through this. Um, the level of now I have uh, I'm autistic. I have uh, I have sensory sensitivities. Mm-hmm. Um, so natural fabrics are a big deal for me. I really struggle right. with polyester. How he wore satin <laughs> on satin on satin and didn't oh my burst. God. The friction alone from dancing, you would burst into flames. The static. I, I thought the, the sheer force created would have been, and I think also if you if you leaned up against him, you would just immediately slip off. <laughs> like there was no way you could like. He was so like Kara Berry says, "Slick Nick." That was true. He was so slick; it was like an oil spill. He was like the Valdez. Uh, oh, that's too yeah. soon. Comedy killer. <laughs> <laughs> that's he... the first Exxon Valdez reference of the podcast. Probably not the last. I'm surprised. I feel like what, like, <laughs> why hasn't that come up as a as an analog to like the amount of cum coming out of someone or something like this? This is dirtier than yeah, I could be should, on my like own the Valdez, podcast. Yeah, though. yeah. <laughs> um. Also, the do you remember again? This is very, very niche. But do you remember those really hot twins? from Breaking Bad, who had, like, the snake boots. Yes, yes. Yeah. The shoes were... Uh, the shoes were a problem for me, and they looked like a less cool version of those yeah, snake agree. boots with the cobra heads. I think my issue with the shoes has to do with the fact that the shoes he brought out first with his son, I'm like... Oh, those are kind of nice. And he's like, no, I think you need more. Here's these. <laughs> and it wasn't a question of you need more. It's like, this is like so ugly. Like, it's not even like in what world it was so much jewels. Like you, there's no way you could wear those and things wouldn't pop off. Like, no. it's just, <sighs> And it's it just, infuriated it was, it was kind me. Of, it was kind of annoying. It was. And I realized the third time I watched it, because I, ha- I, I have watched this three <laughs> times. I'm going to watch it a fourth time with Robin because he hasn't no, seen it yet. This show invites repeat viewing for episodes. It, it really it does. It really does. Because there's some things, if you blink, you'll miss it. Now, mm-hmm. one thing that I have seen uh, covered quite extensively in... Um, the sissy squad are the bouquets. Now listen. <laughs> oh, um, oh, oh. <laughs> not a lot of people can afford to have real flowers at the wedding. And this is I true. Even used I used um silk flowers for my bridesmaid bouquets at my wedding, and they looked beautiful. And I was absolutely mm-hmm. fine with it. I had a I had fresh flowers for the bouquet and some, and you know, the mother's uh, corsages, things like that. Um, right. But I didn't want to spend the money. And I had so many, all my friends, kids were my bridesmaids. So there was, you know, there were so many right. of them and I 
they were gonna Ugh, end up children. in the trash. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you you remember you were they there. would just drop them. They'd I was there. <laughs> And drop them, they did. They all, they all, there was a point where it was like the Salem witch trials and they all just fell on the floor <laughs> and started writhing around. <laughs> I didn't know what was happening. That was weird. But anyway, these, you can have, you can have silk flowers. You can have, uh, I had a friend who had paper flowers, like really beautiful That's origami cool. paper flower bouquets. These, were not that and not only were they they, they were, were monstrosities some, they were awful and it made me <laughs> that's angry. the only word awful is the only word you guys this is a point that can't be argued with also never <laughs> ever and this is another hill i die on i talk about it in every married at first sight recap we do not everyone can wear white ladies and gentlemen, not everyone you. can wear white. Particularly, if you are wearing a blush gown, don't put white flowers next to it. Don't put I, black I, I was, flowers next wh- to it. What did black and white have to do with that wedding at all? This was not, Ni- this, there was no color coordination. This is the thing. It was Nick's suit. They oh, were thinking about, about matching that. Nick. He was black on black on black on black, and maybe he With had a little a white bit trim. of Sky Masterson uh, hat. My was... time of day is the night time. <laughs> I think he's more. Come on, be my baby tonight. Yeah, That's it would a, be that. Another current reference, you guys. Real world New Orleans, twenty years ago. <laughs> Good season, uh, but I that and they they kind of looked like if you remember the character Toad from Mario Kart, like his mushroom head, <laughs> and there was no, but it was black and white, like a classy Toad, like a monochromatic. It was a it was a black tie Toad from yes, Mario Kart. Yes, black tie. Well, like what I couldn't get over is I'm like I, I see there's texture. Is it cauliflower? Is it? I see there's some texture, but it looked like like almost like someone had taken a big gummy candy. I, I I still don't understand what they were. It hurt my brain thinking about these bouquets. I think that it was that material that feels like velvet but isn't. Yeah. That maybe um like did you ever play with uh another contemporary reference? Did you ever play with? <laughs> You probably didn't, but those little like Sylvanian families, the little animal families, like you would get oh, yeah. like, little bears and little rabbits. I think it's that texture, but a much cheaper material. That makes sense. So, so again, texturally, you've got the blinding white fake pearls. Yes. You've got the blinding white fake velvet and black velvet flowers that they think is doing something. And then again, inexplicably, Carol too, or pregnant Carol. Yes. With the belly is chain. Wearing not just the belly chain, <laughs> the crop top, the, the gold the crop, crop top. top <laughs> where if that is the other thing I couldn't stop thinking about. If, if they played, if the DJ played YMCA, <laughs> the, the whole, everyone would get a flash. 
That's true. <laughs> I, I do need to say, speaking of Carol too, there was one line at the end with the vows. I'm just going to say it now. That it was my biggest laugh of the episode. She's like, I just, what? Sorry, I need to do Carol Two's voice. <laughs> speak slow through your nose. I just want to bow to you right now. And I can't. <laughs> <laughs> For a lot of reasons. I'm seven months pregnant. And I can't get it. I, if I go down, I can't get back up. Um, but also I'm wearing this crop top and people would see my hooters. Also, I, I, thank you for I, giving us a little underboob, uh, Carol, too. I'm glad yes. we saw that. I want to believe that she was wearing nipple covers. I don't I think she was. I seriously doubt it. That's another and, thing. And look, <laughs> I will. This is my this is my moment um, of of saying everyone is beautiful. All bodies are beautiful. Um, Danielle has not been acquainted with shapewear of any yeah. kind. She looked, she actually looked beautiful in that dress. I loved that dress on her. It, it I actually worked on her. It, you know why? It was, it was made for her skin tone and it was made for her shape. Mm -hmm. And she looked gorgeous. She really did. I thought that she looked the best out of all the brides. I mean, it was clearly her night anyway. Now, it was I, her night, yeah. I, I personally, I'm not a fan of a septum ring. I'm not a fan of a, of glasses when it's your wedding. But you <laughs> I, know. I, I hesitated to say that because I knew people would scream at me, I got married in glasses. And I was like, great. But take off well, your big, shiny glasses when you're getting wedding, when you're getting married. I won't be, if for no other reason than particularly when you're filming and there's lights around Thank you. you, people that, want that's, to see That's your my eyes. issues. Camera uh, and how it looks on camera. And yeah, it's just. Right. And that's, and honestly, that's my issue with the lack of shapewear as well, is that when you have very harsh lighting and you're in these situations, yep. um, it's not about. You know, there's a there's a woman. I know I keep referring to Married at First Sight UK, and no one's watch, watching it. But there's uh, there's a lady of size who never wears a bra, never ever ever. Mm -hmm. But she dresses according to her body, so that she always looks elegant, and she always looks like you see her before you see the outfit. Right. Whereas a lot of what Danielle has worn. Um, she looks like, as we say in England, she's been dragged through a hedge backwards. <laughs> the dress is, the dress is flipped halfway over the head. That is very descriptive. <laughs> okay, Michelle, I think you said that you had written down exactly what our poet Nick's, um, the thinker, the man who thinks all day had to say about his three brides at the wedding. If yes. You would quote, please. Yes, I'm I'm very happy to quote him and I'd like to remind uh all of the listeners that this is a man who quote reads books and studies all day and this is what he came up with for <laughs> the women in his life. He describes 
uh, Carol one. What what's Carol's real first Carol's real name? <laughs> April. April. Thank I'd you. I'd rather not use it. April. <laughs> Carol one is regal, royal, and majestic. Uh, yes. Danielle looks like a character out of mythology. He has not specified which character out of which <laughs> mythology. It could be Medusa. Uh, <laughs> I, I was going to say, or or the 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 um, a Manticore, or right. um, some Minotaur, or Satyr. Uh, yeah, usually, unclear. Usually, when you use the ex- usually when you use that expression, it usually means to something fearful. But maybe he's thinking something nice. Yeah, yeah, I w- I would hope so. Um, I think so. And and finally, uh, Carol too, or pregnant Carol, the mother of his child, mm-hmm. looks like she came out of a lamp, ready to grant his wishes. Oh, yeah, you again, you could not have scripted something that actually makes you want to turn yourself inside out. No. Um there's just nothing like I went inside myself as soon as he said grant my wishes. I just went <laughs> Um I I do want to say for some reason the belly chain was the least surprising thing about this wedding for me. It I as soon as they put it on, I was like, of course. Of course, we're we're kind of I I the most surprising thing that did not happen, and I said this, I think I said this on Facebook, is that there was no actual blood oath or human sacrifice. Like their her friend Ariel was not sacrificed on an altar. Because no with that amulet that Nick holds, it needs some blood. <laughs> Well, like I said, I have been worried about that baby ever since I found out about it. And I'm not worried for the baby. I just want to be clear. I am worried that that baby is uh, the coming of end times. That she will be a cruel (laughs) and violent, vengeful spirit. Um, She is... I would believe it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Maybe she'll change it's definitely the world a girl. for the better. That, it's oh, Vera. Oh, it is, yeah. Vera is her name. Vera, yeah. I like that name. I, I do, too. It is one of those names that I I only expect for a woman who's over 60. But yes. I'm kind of okay with it. I I think of B. Arthur's character in MAME, Vera. <laughs> um, that's really gay. Sorry. Bosom buddies who sings will always be Vera. I've been telling you she should try to adjust to your age. Well, if I tried to, if I was my actual age, you'd be dead or something like that. Right. But just a fucking drag queen act. Um, I I want to I want to wrap this up with a couple other uh, other observations. They when they say we're gonna be with you, Nick, and they all say together. Always and always. And always. It does feel always profit. <laughs> it does feel a little creepy. Um, I but I kept thinking the whole time, 
am I happy for them? And I think I kind <laughs> of am. And I did get a little moved. Slightly I'm happy. Because mostly for Danielle. I'm happy for them too. I think that if, now look, is Danielle going to spend even a full 18 months with this family? Absolutely not. I don't think so. Uh, the game changes when a baby comes into play. Um, mm-hmm. Not that babies come into play, but, but when when babies <laughs> when infants become a factor, hike the baby. <laughs> uh, and presumably, go long, Nick, catch the baby. Presumably, Nick is going to be doing uh, precisely none of the childcare because I doubt very much none. indeed that he's reading anything about uh caring for an infant um and that he's gonna kind of i think we might have a, a a kobe um emily scenario there where he's not gonna understand uh the the breast as a as fuel for the for the baby rather than something because right. we we all know that even at this stage when pregnant carol gets up to go to the bathroom and turns the faucet on. This is a no flush in the night household for everyone's <laughs> safety because he will be right <laughs> behind her, ready and willing to go. <laughs> You're right. He was ready to fuck. <laughs> like when when at nighttime, it's like do, 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 do. you have to be so quiet because if you wake up Nick up in the night, you go get fucked. <laughs> Exactly. They are, they are a full on, you, 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 um, you take a little bit of toilet paper, you put it in the toilet, you pee on the toilet paper. Yes. You don't make a sound. You get yourself right back into bed before he even knows you're gone because otherwise you're going to turn around and that penis is going to be right there to greet you. And it's not going away. And you have to climb over Danielle who's snoring. (laughs) (laughs) you know she is (laughs) y'all oh that's true don't don't wake nick up because y'all he's he gonna fuck ya he gonna fuck ya yeah yeah he's sneaky (laughs) that is so true he's snake you you don't even know sneaky snake you don't even know, like, he could be one body away from you in the bed fucking you, and you and you still, the person in between you would know nothing about it. That's how sneaky he is. What? What? <laughs> you wake up and he's fucking you. <laughs> um... I did want to say one one last thing about uh, the I don't I I think I I did not notice it at the at the wedding maybe I just didn't pay attention but the camera person took great pains to show us during the dance section of what Nick's shoes were and then they cut very in a long shot to Danielle's tevas. <laughs> I, oh, I, I, part of me really wishes Maddie watched this because Maddie despises Tevas. Um, I, 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 I think it's a good way to, br- I think it's a good way to turn an ankle on the dance floor personally, but uh, I think in her defense, 
I think part of like getting a driver's license in Colorado is showing your Tevas. Mm-hmm. You've got to have at least one pair. So I th- I think that's a it. They might even needed it for oh a, my god for a marriage license or or for the venue. The venue might have said, "We're look, this is an unusual event. We're gonna need to see Tevas. We're gonna need to see them." <laughs> You see your Tevas. Uh, is there anything else about this wedding you want to talk about before we do our wrap up? Um, I I want to make mention of their uh, of William, uh, who is Carol yeah, the son's son. Uh, I'm really disappointed yes. that we didn't get to hear him play piano. I'm I'm very sad about that. I think we did. We he was playing the wedding march. How did I miss do, that? Do, 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 do. Okay. On a keyboard that maximum had fifty-three keys and not eighty-eight. Oh and boy. Now, not not to sh- not to shit on his technique, but I think he was learning <laughs> from a version that only had two voices without the chords. So it's like do a couple fingers at a time. Do do. And at one point, I, this is such a ner- nerdy musical thing. They he was having to vamp because they were taking a long time, and so he just kept playing the same measure over and over again. <laughs> Either that, or the editing made it happen. The the uh, it, it could have been a, it could have been a, a, the music the a, the magic of of editing, but it seemed like it took them a very long time to get there. To to be fair, he did have to memorize the entire score um, to Gospel of Colonus. So there there was that. <laughs> we'll have to forgive him. <laughs> On a 53 uh, note keyboard. Father. That is that is niche for me. Uh, honestly, the Gospel of Colonus, that is niche for me. There was a production here that uh, about right before the pandemic that won all these awards. It was fantastic. I saw it. I love that Um, show. Of course, most, most theater kids will um, recognize the song that I was uh, about to start butchering from camp, the, which came out in 2004, the movie with um, Anna Kendrick and uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, that that's kind of and a couple others. Uh, Adina Menzel was in really that. Quickly. Yeah, except she Adina was Menzel. Yeah, that was um, yeah. Theater kids know. But Anna Theater Kendrick was know. the star. Yeah. Um, shall we do a wrap up? Or we had we had two other storylines or three other storylines this season, but they weren't on this last episode. No, I was uh, surprised. Let's start. Yeah, well, they kind of wrapped up both storylines l- the last episode, and I I could understand because we needed we needed a full hour for just the Maryfields and this wedding. Yeah, so we I was did. thankful for that. Yeah, me too. Um, I think it was interesting that this this uh, just for the number of episodes, the sheer number of episodes. This is kind of no one probably cares about this, but me. 
but uh, the how how things are usually greenlit, you always get about eight episodes your first season, and the second season you're granted ten. And only if you're a hit, like surefire hit, do you get twelve or thirteen. This had fourteen episodes in this season, and that's the ratings were through the roof for, and for there was, this season of SSW. So I can only sag. imagine what five will be like. It never I sagged. Almost, never. I um, almost hope that so they don't touch it. What about go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, I was just gonna say I I'm so worried that this is such a lightning in a bottle cast. And yeah. I just feel I feel blessed Agree. in so many ways. I feel blessed in in all the ways that Danielle Maryfield wants me to feel blessed. Because I know that that's a big part of her mission in life is to... I had so much love in my <laughs> life. I wanted to have other people. You guys, there is nothing more convincing of, of your happiness than openly sobbing in front of your children about the uh, <laughs> almost wife who fucked your husband on, on family vacation. Yeah time uh and scammed you out of tens of thousands of dollars yeah that's love that's That's love that's you gotta gotta share that gratitude yeah um steve Uh, and brenda let's let's start with yes steve and brenda the foley's um god i'm i was a little upset we didn't get to see uh queen of the show Jaden. um who oh, who was just so wonderful, her. who we all, his daughter, who was just roasting him nonstop. Uh, but it seems like they, they have, they, 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 they got their house built. April is not, has not settled in yet. I think she's somewhere. Um, I don't know. What do you do when you're 21? Uh, <laughs> What what do twenty one year olds do? They don't move. They don't get in relationships and move into houses. No, this is <laughs> with a much older this, couple. This is, I'm sorry to say, another repeat offender who never put a bra on. If I was, I cannot imagine. <laughs> no matter who I'm dating, if I'm meeting their son, and granted, I don't have a right. ton to work with in the Chestel region, but I've got enough that it. that a child would notice and definitely enough that a teenager Mm -hmm. would notice if I wasn't wearing a bra. Right. This poor woman needs VO five hot oil treatment. Uh, (laughs) she, I'm trying to think of what, uh, all I can think is that she dropped out of her. Sorry. My dog is doing a Coco is sad and screaming and banging. (laughs) Coco sad. (laughs) Um, hopefully Rob, I wish you could see his face. Hopefully Robin's going to take care of that in a minute. Um, love me, love me, make me feel needed. (laughs) She, that poor girl, I, whatever communications degree she dropped, uh, so that she could follow, um, fish around, for a year and then Ugh. landed in in uh Steve Foley's lap in a swingers I, paradise. Ugh. Yeah. I he's, I he's 
he's gross to me. I, I, I for a while I thought I'd want to bang him, and but he's just so gross to me. I can't do it now. It's got a big penis, though. I hate to say. Ugh. No, he definitely does, and it is. It's clean at all times. There's, and he also mm-hmm. doesn't. Uh, he's circumcised, and it's not the kind of circumcision job that looks all beat up and kind of worn. No, you know it's how a pretty some penis. Of the- <laughs> he's also <laughs> yep. his pubes are shaven. They're- Waxed. Yeah, he's quite shaved down there. He's not messing around with yeah. a with a razor. He does back sack and crack. no, he goes on those business trips. Yeah, he he goes he's on those business cute. trips, and there is nothing but fucking. Yeah, it's 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 really unfair. So because I don't Brenda. <laughs> hopefully next season, if they're on it, I doubt Brenda will do it again. Uh, not if she has. No, I was just going to say sense. Brenda. Maybe Brenda gets on Xanax. Uh, you mean more Xanax? <laughs> or Wellbutrin. Br- Brenda just needs some good, n- not yet. She just needs some good middle of the line, middle of the road antidepressants. Don't go overboard. So maybe some Wellbutrin. I don't know. Put it in her food if she needs, if you need to be. Need I just, I just want to know because Brenda and I are the <laughs> same tired age. look. <laughs> Brenda and I are the same age. Uh, and she looks exhausted. Shut the fuck up. No, we are. Brenda and I are at the same age. Wow. Yeah. She might even be a year younger than me. Brenda looks like she's lived 11 lifetimes. She looks like... Oh, my God. She's got that... It's insane to me that she doesn't have that she didn't raise those two teenagers and that, Oh, sorry about the doorbell. Right. Um, that's fine. I can barely hear it. Uh, okay, great. Uh, oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> that everyone will. It's just dogs. Heard. It's fine. Okay. All right. Sorry. It's I had fine. To that's just my, dogs barking. A mere um, inconvenience. Yeah, so Brenda looks like she raised those two teenagers and they came out as teenagers, like that they were never babies. That's the that's the kind of tired <laughs> yes, I see when I look hell. in her eyes. Yes. Like she looks like she's she has groundhog day but like she's had an episiotomy and gone th- and gone through labor right. with triplets and that's every day of her life. And that's not, that's not a comment on how she <laughs> looks in her day. body or anything. No, that is just, that it's is her energy. The, yeah. And it's so, God, I feel bad for her. I just want her to go, Brenda, please go to join a book club, go to a wine tasting, go do something that you don't like. That's out of your comfort zone. Take an improv class, Brenda. Right. Take an improv class. Just I'm meet just now other imagining people. Brenda in an improv class. <laughs> I don't know. What do I do? What? What? Guys, I don't know about this. Does anyone want to be friends? Uh, she'll bring. She'll bring the I baby carrots say, every week. Oh, she. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, I just need to say, y'all, you don't need a sister wife if you just want a friend. There are plenty of 
activities you can do to meet other boring women. There are plenty of other activities, a book club, uh, anything. I promise you that there are plenty, there's plenty of Brenda's everywhere, Brenda. You can meet them. Yeah. And Brenda, the fact that you <laughs> don't think that you can't do better than Steve, because anyone who spends any length of time with him, and I do, I felt very conflicted in the beginning because he's sort of, even though he's not my type at all, he does have that kind of, you know, that actor Jensen Ackles who was in. Um, yeah. He's got a, he's got a older Jensen Ackles thing. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He has that. This is the Disney yeah. prince we're supposed to be attracted to look, uh, by the way, ladies, um, in, in the same Just way that a little off. In the same way that Poodle has a talent, has the sight, I can tell whether a man is good at uh, performing oral sex on a woman or not, and the frequency with which he does it. This man has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. This one's got no idea what he's doing. I can see that. Hates it and has never had to try. And that is why he is dating his high school prom date. Yes, that's that's their new wife. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, that um, shows you. That's, shall we that is move on to Sidian and Tosh? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So Sidian <laughs> and Tasha, I I've got to say, we we never. I never thought. I thought this would just be the failure story we'd be treated to over and over again. <laughs> Strangely, between. Between Sidian and Tasha and the Davises, we kind of had two success stories. And as I say with a question mark, but I still say, and I, I think I, I may have said this on the podcast, watching Sidian um, talk to Ariel and proposing to Ariel and waking up with her was like the worst version of when Lieutenant Cable sings Younger Than Springtime to <laughs> to in south pacific to the woman they wake up together <laughs> that's niche he's like it's like his skinny scrawny body with his tattoos he's like hey it's so good you just look so pretty in the nighttime i have to go soon but that is not miles <laughs> away from the actor who played him in the movie, dare I say, in the original movie. Like, he was... No. He was a little bit more... Um, he was also slightly on the uh, effeminate side, that, that gentleman. Maybe the military softened him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, can, it tends to do that. It does. <laughs> but you agree. I think you agree with me that you, like you said earlier, Tasha is Tasha is the 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 kingpin of this, and yep. she wants she's kinky as fuck, and she yep. wants to show her she doesn't give a shit about. Uh, she she's using this to to shock her family. She was always this way. She was always an Avril Lavigne wannabe. And trying to, and everything, Insidian is her kind of pawn to do that. And she scares me a little bit, to be honest, <laughs> Tasha. Uh, she absolutely terrifies me. Um, I think that she has, 
I think she has <laughs> designs. I don't know what they are. Um, unfortunately, yeah. uh, Sidian can fuck. I know it doesn't look like it. He'll eat it like a That's, vulture. I, I kind of agree with you. It's Yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I I think he his penis is okay at best. It's, it's fine. pretty. I can it's tell fine. you that. Yeah. He takes it's he totally takes fine. Good care of it. It's totally fine. You only problem is Yeah. You'd have to listen to him drawn on about his life <laughs> philosophy before he bangs you though. And if you're if you're anything like me, you're like you just you just lean over and say, Let's just get to this. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. So that's the way you handle Sidian. That you have to tell him to be quiet the way that Tasha does. Um, You have to you You have have to cover his mouth. The reason his hair is thinning is because Tasha has pulled it all out (laughs) while they're having sex. Yes, I'm. I am. Dead serious. She's freaky deaky, y'all. She freaky deaky. And he has, and she has taught him well. Um, Mm -hmm. and yes, he he does talk beforehand and after, which is really annoying. But he is singularly focused on your pleasure, ladies. He is singularly focused on your pleasure. He will he will literally not come himself and he'll roll over and he'll be like oh it's totally fine i just want i just want you to feel happy i'm and i'm sorry to, i know that's hard to hear for a lot of you i know that that's you don't want to put yourself in that place but sidian is very in tune with the women that he's intimate with uh and he's very good i believe it, it. <laughs> I think you're going to have to excuse yourself to an interior room. No, uh, not over. <laughs> I, I must say, but not over him. Yeah, it's but but I want to say no, they. No. I think it's a great model of with their. They have a trans kid, and they move mm-hmm. somewhere else. So their kid. I think they're good people. They're weird. They're weird people. Yeah, but they they are good people. Tasha definitely wants to drink blood. Um, or something like that. I just hope he he doesn't let her get too crazy. Tasha is Tasha is going to she might even literally find Billy Bob Thornton and become <laughs> his consort. Like she wants She's really in love with him. Tasha yeah. wants an insane older man, and she might even not that Billy Bob is insane. I'm just th- again thinking back to his relationship with Angelina. Like I think Tasha, I think he's, I think he's pretty quirky. Bit, bit cuckoo. Um, I can totally see another man entering this family dynamic, and um, Me too. she met him. She met him at a bus station. Uh, <laughs> he's got a ponytail. And uh, and we don't ask questions about where he came from. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. And uh, later on, when his and one day we don't see him anymore, and his relatives don't know where he went either. Nope. 
but Tasha's got a yeah. necklace made out of teeth. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's talk about the Epps. Our our final our final uh, as as Cara Berry says, Mister Peanut. Um, I yes. there there's a couple of moments where who I who I said on Cara Berry's podcast definitely has a monkey's paw because there is only that is the only way these women would ever be with him or because it defies all logic that these other women like Bina and Janae would even want to be with him with except for the idea of being on television there's no reason these these other two women Taryn Taryn's got her own issues but India India is a strong woman What's going on with them? Monkey's paw. I don't think that... I think for India, um, they... I think Peanut and India have a George and Martha relationship. <laughs> I think that they constantly yeah, I get that. cut each other down. I'm, I'm talking about... Again, for those of you who were who were born after... Uh, whenever I'm, t- I'm talking about who's afraid of Virginia Woolf, uh, where this um, originally in the like film 1980. It was it that late? I guess who's afraid of Virginia Woolf was filmed in the 60s, wasn't it? Yeah. So originally it was Elizabeth Taylor and. Um, Richard Burton. Why am I blanking? Richard Burton. And it, the, the whole play yeah. slash film is about uh, they, you could cut the sexual tension with a knife and they are constantly cutting each mm-hmm. other down. And it's a masterclass in passive aggression and then aggression. Um, and that's what I yeah. see for the two of them. I think it's very much almost based on a, uh, it, almost like a, and I'm, please forgive me if this is a politically incorrect term, but it's a Mexican standoff where mm-hmm. they are staring at each other. Just waiting to see the per- person to leave. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So that relationship is and never going to end. Right. And it's almost, yeah, he, he's not going to let her go. And she's not, she, because if she, if she leaves, he wins. In a weird way. Yep, exactly. Taryn is just so comfortable where she is that he could do anything. Um, so it's extreme passivity. But Mr. Peanut uh, <laughs> is a fucking narcissist. <laughs> I mean, he's, 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 uh, every time he's talking to these women, he's got like lots of clothes on. I don't know if I mentioned this to you. He looks like, if you remember the show Passions? With yes. uh, with yeah, Tabitha and her doll Timmy, he looks like Timmy when Timmy would be the doll, and like he's like thrown over in the couch, and he's just like laying on the couch. He looks like a ventriloquist dummy. He's so tiny with his with his weird kind of limbs that kind of flail about too. I really think the yeah, editors. I'm, I'm not a fan of Mr. Epps. I I think he is despicable. Um, and I don't, I don't enjoy saying that about uh, a black man on my TV, but he, he is reprehensible, uh, 
and disgusting yeah, and I don't understand. I mean, the, the only, <sighs> I've been in some low places in my life and I have dated some men who, uh, were DJs with funny names. Um, <laughs> I, I won't expand on that now, but, but what I'm saying is ladies and and gentlemen and and all folks i am i was not born a confident woman and i was made a confident woman uh, later in life than Ooh. i wanted to be and i dated some real boozers users and losers and yes. there is preach girl there Me is too. a thing that can happen <laughs> yeah there is a thing that can happen where where a man can make you feel uh there are men who can figure out uh what your core weakness and core uh shame is and use it to exploit mm -hmm. you. And Amen. I think that is that is something that men can smell on you and it's not your fault. And it isn't anything right. to be ashamed of when you get deeply involved in this person. But understand that there are men and women out there who will be able to identify what your core shame is and use it against you and keep you trapped. And Mr. Epps, yep. when the cameras aren't on, uh, and sometimes when they are, has that talent. He yep. can immediately, whether someone is... Uh, underemployed, whether they feel that they are undereducated, whether they're worried about, um, you know, aging, whether their friends are all getting married and having children, mm -hmm. whether they're not where they want to be in their career, he will find it, exploit it, and use it to manipulate them. And, yep. and, and that's sometimes what they're we're politicians, watching. which is exactly oh, yeah. who he is. Yeah, and oh, so yeah. yeah, I I totally I totally agree with you. Um, someone who in the Night A universe who we don't cover anymore is very similar. Um, uh, although oh, absolutely. a lot, lot clumsier about it. Um, yeah. Yep. One, one, uh, and once you see Michelle, that mask. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say once you see that mask slip, you will never look at them the same again. And, and that is what I wish uh -huh. for everyone everywhere who's in a relationship like that. Once you see that mask slip and, and you see it for what it is, leave, get help, um, and don't, don't be ashamed. Because you can start your life over again anytime. You have never nothing to be ashamed of. It's never too late. Sorry, I didn't mean to turn that into a public service announcement. No! But have you listened I hate to men show? like that. Um. <laughs> No, it's he creeps me out and always have been. Uh, Y'all, Michelle, thank you so much for this. Has been this. I feel like I've been expiated with my sister <laughs> seeking sister wife, uh, a sickness, and now and now like one of the one of the Salem witch trials people. I've I've convulsed on the floor, and now I'm up and I've been expiated, and now ready to accuse someone else of witchcraft later. <laughs> I feel the same. I want to thank you for hearing me, for validating me. I want to thank all of you. Yes. Uh, please don't be shy with your opinions uh, towards me. Protect Poodle at all costs. 
Um, but you know, <laughs> you can come you, for me. I don't give a fuck. Well, if you, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if, if, if you, if no one in your life is watching this show and you feel you need to to process it, if you're having thoughts, if you're waking in the night and wondering how that crop top stayed on, whether she was waving her hands in the air like she just didn't care, whether her father-in-law saw her nipples. If things like that are bothering you and you're waking in the night, please feel free to reach out. And thank you so Carol much, Jake, for having me on. to the chart again. You're so welcome. I I I I cannot do not do Asia when it's talking about nipples. She's most of Megas exposed to nipples to the charter case. What's gonna happen? All right. Thank you so much, Michelle. That has been your Seeking Sister Wife finale confessions episode. Um so. who knows if there'll be more of these. Oh, anyway, thank you, Michelle. It's been a joy. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, we'll get a season five. I'm sure we will. See y'all next time. Fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, but that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Dis and Tell, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Dis and Tell on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.